Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. It's the first day of a new year, not just any year, the year after 2020. I mean, has there ever been a more anticipated turn of the clock to a new day? I don't think so. So my friend, here's my question. What is it that you want? What do you want 2021 to be like for you? And I mean in all areas of your life. But since we're here, let's talk about money for a sec. What are your money intentions for 2021? What are you leaving behind? And what are you ready to embrace in this brand new spanking year? Let's discuss in this episode dedicated to you. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. So if it's okay with you, I thought we'd talk about intentions and not resolutions. 
Resolutions feel like these things that you're just trying to check off a list. And inevitably, (laughs) we always end up failing on a lot of those check marks. We get a few the first few days of a new year, and then they just all fall away. And we do the same thing year after year after year. But I feel like we need a new system. And that's why I love the word intentions. Intentions are attitudes and habits and ideas and beliefs and visions, these things that you try to embrace all year long that aren't just these checked items on a box. So I feel like it's appropriate to talk about intentions, especially given where we are in the world, (laughs) in our lives. We still don't know what 2021 is exactly going to look like. We have an idea of what's kind of out there, that there might be some sense of, I don't like to use this word, but quote unquote normalcy that comes back into life. I don't think we ever get back to where we were before, but my question to you is, do you actually want to get back to where you were before? Are there things that you can bring from 2021, lessons you learned, habits, ideas, relaxation, rest, whatever it might be, relationships even, can you bring those into 2021 and maybe make 2021 even better? I kind of think yes, but I'm just sort of an internal optimist. So that's where my head goes. So what are your money intentions for this year? And here's a couple of things I think you should have on your 2021 intention list. Of course, there are a million more things you can add, but These are just what comes to mind for me. They're jumping off point and hopefully they inspire you to come up with your own list of intentions and really make this personal to you. Really make this something that you feel like you can embrace because when that happens, we all know that's when you stick to something. I mean, when you're doing a hobby that you love, you wake up every day and you actually want to do that hobby versus something that feels like a chore or work and that usually falls uh, somewhere to the end of the list. So my idea for you is to use this episode as inspiration and then set aside a couple hours or half of the day really early on this week and set your own intentions. Make your master plan. And this master plan is going to change for sure. And I actually want it to change. I want money and intentions to feel flexible to you, that they aren't these again, these resolutions that are a hard yes or a hard no. It's something in the middle. It's something that becomes a little bit of the gray area. And I think we need that more with money. So we aren't so set in stone. You have to do these 10 things. And if you don't do these 10 things, somehow you're not doing money right. And if you've listened to the show long enough, you know that I just call basically BS to all of that because that's not how it works in real life. So why are we trying to pretend that there is this illusion of perfectionism when it comes to our money? It just doesn't exist. And so if you're holding yourself to that standard, I just want to give you a moment to let that shit go, to let it go because it's not serving you. And I held on to it for way too long in my life, this idea of having to be perfect, particularly as a money expert. I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to do everything right. But that is a daunting task that nobody can live up to. So I'd rather just come to you and be real and be honest and be authentic and let you know that most people mess up many, many things along the way when it comes to money. And that is just quite all right. So the idea, again, with your intentions is 
make them flexible so that you can make these adjustments easily along the way and you're not just stuck in this rigid uh, yes-no place with money, right? And maybe that's something that 2020 has taught you is that money has to be flexible and we have to be able to adapt and change. And sometimes that adaption and change is very, very uncomfortable. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes really good things happen. And those are the times you celebrate. But I think you also celebrate those times that you've had to adapt and change because whether you consciously know it or not, you've actually learned something and your body chemistry, if you will, has changed in that process. So I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but I just want you to understand intentions. So the first intention that I really want to throw out there is the idea of throwing out your budget and getting yourself a vision. And what I mean by this is I want you to think about budgeting towards your values and permission to leave all of the numbers behind and permission to leave a lot of the mechanisms behind budgeting behind, right? Find something that fits for you and that fits in in your life. And if you can do that, then you're going to stay motivated with this. And then the numbers are actually going to come alive. They're going to feel engaging and exciting to you, even if they're not exactly where you want them to be yet. So when you know what your values are, anytime you make a decision, then you know if it's a right one, if it aligns with your values. And there are a lot of different values. We're all going to have very different values. But, you know, some ideas of like core values are freedom, prosperity, personal growth, compassion, fitness, courage, working smarter and harder, or financial growth, right? So you could have a plethora of core values, or maybe you only have a couple of core values, and that is what you measure your money against. I hope that makes sense. So instead of budgeting the traditional way, or a way that feels uncomfortable and unapproachable to you, I want you to think about a couple of things. How much money do you need each month just to pay your bills? That's what I call a foundation number. So figure out what that number is for you. So what do you need to just pay all the things that you absolutely have to pay? Your rent, your mortgage, your car payment, your insurance, the minimum payment on your credit cards, your student loan payment. What is that number? Include groceries in that number because we got to (laughs) eat. And I know we don't currently live in a world right now where a lot of us can go out to eat. We're all at various stages depending on where we live. But don't add that number in just yet. Just add the grocery number in and figure out what that number is for you. So you have an idea. Okay, this is my foundation number. This is the number that I need to make sure I make enough money every month to just cover this number, right? This number keeps the lights on for me. Great. Then I want you to figure out what is your plan for any extra money that you make. If you leave that money in your bank account, it's going to go into the black hole vortex I call of money. And you know this place well. You know it well. I know it well. If I leave extra money in my bank account, it just magically like 
disappears. And I'll go in my bank account. And I'm like, I know there was an extra 100 or 300 or $500 or $50 or whatever it is. Where did this money go? It just vaporizes. It's just human nature. And that's okay. But we need to make sure that you make a plan for that extra money. Where is it going to go? And also figure out how much do you make? So what are the gaps between your foundation number and how much you make? Is there a gap there? And for a lot of us, the answer is no, you make enough to to cover all your basics. So then, okay, then you're looking at, well, what's the difference? How much is left over? Let's just pick a number. Let's say that number is $1,000 a month I have left over. What am I going to do with that money? Where am I sending that money? And again, this comes back to my values. What is it that I really want out of life? If my core value is freedom, maybe I might send that $1,000 to investing or to retirement or maybe towards buying a second house somewhere. You get the idea. So I'm aligning my money with my core values And that way, money is coming to life in a way that is tangible, that is more tangible than just if I'm writing numbers on a sheet of paper. I hope this is making some sort of sense. It takes a little while for this to kind of click in and really work for you. But once it does, you'll see how easy this is. So I want you to ask yourself, what do I want my money to do for me this month? What do I want my money to do for me next month? this quarter, this year, have an idea in your head. Again, it doesn't have to be set in stone, but have some idea. And then I want you to think about if you could paint the ideal vision for your life, what would it be without auditing or judging what your thoughts are? What would that be? What would that look like? For most of us, the answer comes down to Money is getting in the way of that. There's usually something that's stopping you from getting to that vision. If it's money, which it is for most of us, that's just the honest truth. Okay, how much is it? What would you need to do or to change to even get yourself a fraction closer to that? What are some like really small micro steps that you can start taking? And then I always want you to remember that money changes, they happen inch by inch. So it's the day in, day out steps that you take, the decisions that you make and choices that you make around money. That's how you affect the biggest change with your money. It isn't suddenly getting this huge bonus at work or inheriting a ton of money. I mean, those things are always fantastic, but let's be honest, that doesn't happen every day. What can happen every day is a choice that you make, a positive decision that you make. And little by little, those really start transforming your money and your life in in really powerful ways. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. 
Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. 
Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Want to know the number one money question I'm asked? It's how to get started investing without being overwhelmed. So if you're asking yourself the same question, then you have to check out the Investing for Beginners podcast. The host, Dave and Andrew, they break down investment terms and strategies in a way you can finally understand. I love that they're making investing accessible and they have an entire podcast dedicated to helping you invest better. Even if you're not ready to start investing, they explain the stock market and financial updates so you can really understand what is being said on the news. If you're ready to learn more about investing, I'd recommend you start with two of my favorite episodes. Listener Q&A, how do you start investing with a thousand bucks, where they explain how you get started right away, and back to basics of building your portfolio, where they explain how to build a portfolio from scratch. The Investing for Beginners podcast is a great way to start expanding your relationship with money. Find Investing for Beginners podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The next intention is... I will make my stimulus payment and or my year-end bonus count. So many of us, maybe that's you, will get however much it is in a stimulus payment. If that's not you, maybe you're going to get some sort of bonus, tax refund, whatever it might be this year. So I just want you to make this intention of making that money really count. If you have debt, think about paying down what I call expensive debt. And for me, expensive debt is any debt with an interest rate of 7% or higher. Now you can define your own definition of expensive debt. That's just mine. You know, we're, we're living in a interest environment right now, pretty much around the world, that is a pretty low interest. So buying cars or different things like that with, with our interest Usually the interest rate is so low that it maybe makes sense to buy something on a loan versus just pay in cash for it. Again, I'm just speaking in generality, but when we come to debt, expensive debt, like credit card debt or any type of loan, if we have extra money, we want to make sure that we're sending that money off in powerful ways. And the best advice is to send that extra money off to pay off expensive debt. If you want to invest, think about taking this money and setting up a side portfolio or picking a company or two that you really like to invest in with the idea that however much money this is, you're going to get it to grow. Now, I always like to use 
either 50-50 or 70-30 type rule around this. I don't always want to put all of my money that I've, the extra money I should say, into investing. I like to split it up a little bit so that there's a little bit maybe in savings and then a little bit goes to investing. But again, that's my own personal intention. So you can either use that or create one that works for you. Maybe you want to refresh an area in your house. Some of the biggest bangs for uh, refreshing a house are kitchens and baths. You put money in a kitchen or a bath and you own your home, you're usually going to get a very nice return when you go to sell because those are the areas that people really pay attention to. It's crazy that we pay so much attention to bathrooms. I mean, when you think about it, right? We just, we literally go in to go to the bathroom and to shower or take a bath. I mean, it's kind of a crazy place, but we like to feel really aesthetically pleased in the bathroom for some apparent reason. So bathrooms always have a really high high return for investment. Or maybe you just need to beef up your emergency fund. Maybe 2020 kind of kicked you in the butt when it comes to emergency fund. And just, uh, you know, you want to put a little extra money in there to just make it a little little more stable. Again, think about things like using a high-yield savings account. You're not going to get a lot of extra interest, but anything more than your traditional bank savings account is it's just extra money. It's just extra money. So a couple of things to think about if you come into any extra money this month. Again, it comes back to what is your plan? What is your value? What is your vision? Is that money helping you inch closer? The objective is always yes, but it's okay if you want to have some splurge purchases. This is life, and if we learned anything in 2020, it's that we got to live occasionally. So maybe you're putting some money aside for a travel fund or maybe a concert fund or something you can do when we can all get back and do those things again. And that's totally cool. But I just want you to have a plan for the money. That's really the purpose. The next intention is I will learn more about fill in the blank topic this year. So you're going to pick something that you want to learn more about this year. Maybe you want to commit to growing in your money skills and you want to learn something else. Maybe somebody on the show like sparks an interest in you and you want to connect with them or you want to read their book. I mean, there are so many great books and podcasts and courses and workshops that you can learn from people. Even if it's just a hobby, it doesn't have to be anything related to your career. But the idea of continuing to learn, it keeps you really invested, I feel, in in your life. Uh, Learning more always makes me feel really good. I, I actually never realized when I was in when I I think it was like elementary school, junior high, and I really hated junior high and high school, to be honest. Those were not fun years. And I would not go back and do those years if you paid me however much money. I just wouldn't go do it again. I liked elementary school, but junior high, high school, totally different story. But that's not my point. My point is, when I got to college, I really learned that I actually love to learn. I love the challenge of learning something new, even if it has absolutely no value in my career. It's just something fun to learn. I love that challenge. It's really stimulating for me and just super fun. But not everybody likes to learn. But the idea is that even if you learn something small, like you're keeping your mind really active and 
it really helps to ward off against anxiety and depression because you're working at something. So pick something this year that you you really want to learn more about. And you don't have to master it. You don't have to be great at it. Let's say you want to pick up guitar. Great, fantastic. I don't expect that you're going to become like this guitar, you know, expert. But maybe you learn to play a little song or two or a couple of chords or maybe just spark some sort of creativity in you. That is a great intention. That's great intention to have is to have more fun. Learn to try things without being attached to the outcome. You see where I'm going with this? Okay. We've got a couple more intentions. The next one is I will create a money system that works for me. So I want you to think about this idea of prepping your cash for the quote unquote back to normal. Most of us have lived in an altered state in 2020 where maybe you weren't spending money certainly on traveling, but on eating out and and going out and being with your friends and happy hours and all these sorts of things. So you might have even had a little extra cash in 2020, but I want you to prep your cash for what is coming. So think about some things like what will your spending goals and limits be? Think about this stuff ahead of time so you can get ahead of it. Reset your eating out budget and think about ways you've been able to spend smarter in 2020 and can you carry those through the new year? Can you come up with, okay, I was really creative about this in 2020. Let me just carry that through. It's way easier to do this stuff in advance than when you're trying to swim backwards, right? So think about creating, I call it like a go crazy fund (laughs) with money that you can spend on a whim. Just whatever you want to call it. I have mine mine titled a go crazy fund because I know there's going to be a moment where I'm going to want to do something super irrational when I can do that again, be it just take a trip at a whim or buy something expensive at a whim. I don't know. I'm not going to judge what that is. I'm not going to be concerned. I'm just creating a small little fund. So I have something there that I can really spend and not feel totally guilty about. So maybe that's something that you embrace. And how about also calendaring out each week some money hangout sessions so you can really stay on top of what's coming in and what's going out. This is really easy to start at the beginning of the year. And sometimes you you tend to just peter out <laughs> somewhere. It's usually around like April, May-ish. But see if this is something that you can set an intention around each week. You don't have to spend a lot of time doing these. The The act of having a money hangout session with yourself or with your partner, or your roommates, whoever it may be, is to say, okay, here's where we're at. Here's what's coming in this week. Here's what's going out this week. Here are my active goals or my active vision that I'm working towards. Are there any small little tweaks that I need to make? Yes, no, maybe a few things here or there. Okay, let me get set. Let me put everything in place so that I can breeze through this week. And then next week, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to check in on everything. So that way, you're not waiting until the end of the month where you're having kind of those you know, oh crap moments where things are falling apart mid-month and again, you're trying to work backwards to fix them. If you do this week by week, A, it's a lot easier. It's so much easier. 
B, it keeps you track on, on your goals and your vision. And C, it lets you make those little adjustments all along the way. So just food for thought. I want you to try it. If you've never done it, just try it. Try it for a month. Just try it for a month. And these don't have to be long sessions. They could be 10, 15 minutes, maybe less, maybe more. Depends how much you get into it. But make this stuff fun. Have some drinks, have an appetizer, go to a park, have fun with this. Money does not have to be boring. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be frustrating and stressful. There are definitely going to be moments that are. There's going to be moments where the numbers just don't make sense. And that happens for almost all of us at certain points in our life. So if you're in one of those points right now, just know that A, you're not going to stay there and B, you're so not alone. (laughs) You're in really good company, all right? So the next money intention is I will set money goals and I'll remain flexible. So this kind of goes back to what we were talking about early on in the episode. But here's my two cents on setting goals. Start with some really big goals, like really huge goals that you're thinking, I don't even know if this is possible. Doesn't matter. Start with those goals. And think about one big thing you want to achieve this year and then attach what you need to do to make it happen. So usually when we set goals, we pick some sort of goal. Let's go back to like my guitar playing goal. I want to play the guitar. I don't know how to play the guitar. I have a guitar in my house, so that is definitely step number one. I have a guitar. However, if I just say that my goal is I want to learn to play guitar, why am I having such a hard time today saying the word guitar? I don't know. I need to say that over and over and over again. (laughs) It must have something to do with the brand new year, right? (laughs) So if I just say that I want to learn how to play the guitar, what are the chances that I'm actually going to learn how to play the guitar? Probably slim to none, right? But if I say, okay, here's what I'm going to do to learn how to play the guitar. I'm going to watch some YouTube videos. I'm going to get some virtual lessons. I'm going to practice a couple of times every week. I'm going to set some sort of things that I need to do, some action steps in order to help that goal come to life. You see what I'm getting at? So each of your goals needs to have a few different action steps and they can change. They need to be flexible too, but you need not only the what, but you also need the how in order to bring this stuff to life. So I want you to think about what's one big relationship goal you have this year? And again, what do you need to do to make it happen? What's one money goal? And what do you need to do to make it happen? What's one fitness or lifestyle goal? And what do you need to do to make it happen? And what's one career or personal goal? And what do you need to do to make that happen? So think about those different categories. Then I want you to set daily mini goals, like tiny goals, little steps that helps bring these bigger goals to fruition. The best practice I know for doing this is uh, journaling, where you really cultivate a, a practice that works for you. Grab a notebook, grab a document in your phone or in your computer, whatever, piece of paper, it, it doesn't matter. And just write out one, two, three, 
Maybe some days it's one, maybe some days it's three little mini goals that help you move closer to these bigger goals. And and what are you going to do? What are the little steps you're going to take today? And the only reason you're doing this stuff, the only reason is because there's just stuff you want to do in life. So a lot of times people will ask me, why do I need to know how much money is coming in and going out? Why do I need to track any of that? Why do I need to have money hangouts? Why do I need to set goals? Why do I need to do any of this? And the answer is you don't. You actually don't need to do any of this. But if you tell me on the other hand that you've got all this stuff that you really want to do in life, that you want to achieve, that you want to even buy, whatever that might be, my follow-up question is, okay, how are we going to do that? Well, the how is we're going to track what's coming in and out. We're going to have these money hangouts. We're going to set goals. We're going to set daily goals. We're going to figure out the action steps we need to take. That's how we're going to merge those two things together and really start bringing it to life. So I hope that makes sense. All right, we've got a couple more intentions. So this brings me to obviously one of my very personal favorite intentions and certainly one I set for myself many years ago and I tend to do it every single year. And maybe you might embrace this one as well. I will better my relationship to money. I will better my relationship to money. If this is screaming out to you, I want you to write yourself what I call a dear money letter. I want you to write down dear money (laughs) and write a letter to money. What do you want to say to money? How has money helped you? How has it burned you? What do you want it to do in your life? What is the role that you want money to have? I want you to just get it out on paper without censoring. I know I've talked about this in many other podcast episodes, but maybe this is your time. Maybe this is calling out to you. Money touches all aspects of your life. So I don't want money to be the boss of you. It was the boss of me for so many years. And some days, honestly, it still is the boss of me. And I get really frustrated. And I come back to the idea of what do I want my relationship to? with money to be because it does touch every aspect of my life. It's impossible for me to say, I'm just going to forget about money. Money does not play any role in my life. That doesn't work because that is not at all reality. It does. It plays a huge role in your life. It has a really big part. But we need to figure out that relationship dance. How do we want that to work for us? What are we willing to do and not do? When are we willing to get upset and not upset? What are we willing to uh, control and not control? You, You get where I'm going. It's just like a relationship with anybody else. You have to find that right kind of dance, that right partnership. So what do you want your relationship to be with money? Maybe this is the year you really want to better that. You want to let go of the stress and the fear and the shame and the dread and the frustration and feeling like a failure. Maybe you want to let all of that go or even a part of that go. I think this might be your year. And lastly, I just want to end with this intention that I will accept where I'm at while also staying focused on where I'm headed. So the numbers, they only tell a portion of the story. They only tell you where you're at right at this very moment. 
But that really isn't the full story. It's like if we just picked one place in a movie and we just literally turned on the movie for like a minute. We're not getting the full movie. We're not getting the beginning, the middle, the end. We're just getting one place. If you have debt, it's okay. Think about where did this debt get you? Did it help keep the lights on or buy the tires for your car or help you go to college so you could get a better job? Yes, debt sucks. Yes, it's important to pay off debt. Yes, yes, yes. But instead, honor what it did do for you. And just hold that for a second, even if it's just a fleeting second. The same could be said if things are going well for you. We can be lazy (laughs) both ways. Things are going good, so I don't need to spend time with my money. Or things are bad, and I don't want to spend time with my money. So get out of the lazy zone at least 80% of the time. 20% of the time, I give you full permission to be full-on lazy. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to think about it. Things are going great. I don't have to deal with it. Fantastic. But maybe 80% of the time... Okay, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get invested. I'm gonna really think about what are my values. I'm gonna really think about how is my money working for me and how is it not working for me? And at the end of the day, at the very end of the day, no matter when in 2021 you're listening to this podcast episode, I want you to work on just getting 10% better. Just 10%. 10% is mm, it's a slight slight bit better. Slightly do better. That's all you have to do. You don't have to be perfect today. You don't have to figure out how to pay off all your debt. You don't have to figure out how to buy that expensive house today. You don't have to figure out it all. Just get 10% better today. So these were my intentions for you for 2021, but I want you to set your own money intentions. I want you to come up with things that really feel real to you focus on your values, focus on that vision. And don't be afraid to set some intentions that maybe feel really far off for you. That's okay. We can do a little little bending and stretching in 2021. I have a feeling it's going to be a great year. And I say that every year because isn't every year a great year, even if they're tough and they suck and they're hard? Every year is a great year. Every day that you wake up again and that you're breathing and that you get to try this all over again, that's kind of a great year. So my friend, I want to thank you so much for tuning into this podcast as we turn another year. We're going into our sixth year (laughs) of Millennial Money Podcast, and I could not do this without you. I could not do this without you sharing it with your family, with your friends, with sending in questions, with sharing your success stories, This community is built for you and by you, and I am here to serve you. So I'm so looking forward to all the things we're going to do in the new year, and I so hope that you join us along the way. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review. 
and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.